Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. When that ETF gets approved for Bitcoin, that's going to be really interesting because now you're going to have mutual funds, hedge funds put money into it. I can argue that the S&P is going to have to get better returns going forward after the ETF. When you have the Halvin event and the ETF, now NASDAQ is going to have to compete to be on par with the Bitcoin ETF. If not, all the money is going to go over to the ETF. So I'm going to be really interested to see what companies get dropped out of NASDAQ and which ones get dropped out of S&P 500 to make the value of those go up as well. So if you're investing for the long term, you're going to win. How much more evidence do we need? We have four years of real time advice here. If you're new to the show, welcome. VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft.
Yeah. Was there was, I mean, even being added to the S&P, we saw a couple of companies being added. We recently saw Uber and it was almost like, is it a, a benefit for a company to be added when we talk about it being part of mutual funds? And what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts around that? I think, I think it's amazing. It gives you more exposure. Um, it makes the company have more money deployed into it because now you're in all these funds and fund of funds. So it does raise the value. Um, I know Zoom is going to get dropped out of NASDAQ here pretty soon because they've been underperforming. And that's the great part. We've talked about it since the beginning with an index. It's like an all-star team. If you're not playing up to par, you get removed off of the team and replaced with a better player. Zoom is underperformed. They'll be replaced. But when Uber gets added and there's some others that get added in the next few years, it will help the company overall. But the one thing I want to stress is you see us do it every week. Like even, okay, we have to show this past week, Trevor Rashad came to my event. I came to theirs. They both get on the plane, go home, Rashad fund 40 into 40, do this, ask us over liabilities. They probably buy in the waterways and edge water because Joe said something crazy. <laughs> Keep working. Like, and we will, a lot of people won't talk about it. I talked about it um, Saturday, but like money won't buy you happiness but it will bring you some joy to know that you have something going on in your life that you can be proud about. Yeah. Keep working, keep firing, keep executing. That That is the key. I was watching, um, shout out to, to Mav Carter uh, and uh, Spring Hill, and he had an interview with, with Kim Kardashian. He was asking about, you know, strategically, like what was the plan? And her plan was like, do as much as I can right now, because I don't know yep. if this season's gonna be, there's gonna be a season two. There might not be a season two. So let me take as many opportunities as I can right now and I'll figure it out. Some of these things will work, some won't, and I'll get yeah. better ideas. And so how do you become, keep working, right? When you think you're hot, keep going. Absolutely. Don't take your foot off the gas. Like, that's and that's the one thing I see across the board. People have some success and get comfortable. It's like, even with the tour coming to the end, I'm like, no, we got to plan the next thing and, and make this bigger. bigger. Keep grinding, keep deploying capital. And for all my traders, we'll talk about it maybe next week. A lot of the Forex, Platforms are blowing up, which goes to tell you a lot of people are not winning in some of those spaces and the companies were not managing the funds. We talked about the other prop firms that were blowing up. Things are getting tighter. But guess what? Cost of capital went up. So you can't give customers all this capital. Be very careful. Be mindful. For sure. All right. Let's talk about AI, shall we? So mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> do you think that Google's Gemini will be able to compete for the throne when it comes to AI dominance. Everybody's talked about ChatGPT um, forever for the last, you know, years. He like, that's been a nonstop, you know, conversation is, is ChatGPT mm -hmm. and his, you know, Bart was into the conversation and there mm -hmm. was a variety of other companies that, you know, have come into this conversation, but Google's Gemini, um, is that going to be something that's going to, you know, take over? Cause they're all kind of similar, right? They're all like personal assistant type of ChatGPT chat box type yeah. things, right? Similar. So what, what makes one better than the other? And yeah, why would Google's reign supreme? Um, I don't know if it would take over the throne, but this is the first one that is like multimodal truly. So in the demo, the guy's like drawing a figure and the AI is telling them in real time what he's drawing. <laughs> so to be able to take video, see what you're writing, give you feedback. I'm like, oh, this is close to Jarvis from Iron Man. Um, of course, I'm really big on investing in the leader in the space. But when I saw this, I'm like, this is the first product that Google got right in a long time on its first iteration. Um, 
like you said, Rashad Bard is similar. There's a whole bunch of AI chatbots that are available right now that are basically like knockoffs of, of open AI's chat GPT. This was the first one that was like a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like when Steph came into the game and he had handles and he can shoot from anywhere. This felt like that kind of evolutionary jump in AI. I don't know if it would take the throne. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but the demo um, was pretty amazing. And one thing about Google, whatever they do put in the demo, it usually is, does come to life in natural product. So yeah. I'm excited to see what is there in the future. I don't know if it takes over the throne. It's it's probably the the best competitor uh, for a number of reasons. I think you spoke about it, that being multimodal uh, module, I'm sorry, meaning that it can be, have the ability to compute images, videos, and audio inside of the platform. Mm-hmm. Even when you, you look at a, a chat GBT, yes, it's, it's predominantly language-based and you can use language and you can, I mean, you can use image and you can use video, but it has to go through a plugin. And uh, shout out to Keys, I, I was showing them some of the images that were created in ChatGPT because it was aware of who he was, but you yeah. had to use Dolly 3 in order to yeah. it. And that takes time for it to upload maybe, I w- not like 10 seconds, it takes about two minutes, which is still fast. And then yeah. you have to use Whisper if you're using audio. Whereas Google has the advantage of having that all in-house. There's no plugin. It's inside of it's the seamless. platform itself. It's seamless. What it also is inside of is the Google brand. Right. So mm-hmm. you can seamlessly see being integrated into YouTube, into Google Chrome, into Google Drive, Gmail, Gmail all of that. Whereas in ChatGPT, you still, it's a website, it's an app, it's not seamlessly integrated into one thing. Yeah. Then you talk about the data and the amount of users. And I was having this conversation. I'm, where were we? Were we on a plane? When I was like, yo, look at how many users that the brand Alphabet has when we look at all of their platform. <laughs> right. We talk about Android all the time, but yeah. We have Billions of people on Android, you have billions of people using YouTube, and you have billions of, of people on Chrome. When you take all those data points, can a company like Microsoft, when it comes to Bing, as far as a search engine, compete with it in terms of data? No, no way, right? And no. ChatGPT, obviously, OpenAI has partnered with Microsoft, and I noticed some the, the EU is looking into the, the monopoly that's been created, but. They have the data points and their data is only going to get larger because of the reliance that we have on it as a search engine, but also from the standpoint of a channel, right? It's probably the most popular channel in the world, right? We don't consider it as that, but I mean, when you think about where people are watching things, especially a younger population, it's YouTube. And so they have all these data, they have all these data points and all these points of integration without the use of a plugin. I like them as the best competitor. And they have what thirty five percent of all the world using their product, in some form. Like you can't compete against those numbers. And that's why I keep saying the biggest companies on earth are going to continue to get bigger. Somebody this weekend was like, "Hey, I'm interested in this company. What's the best way to invest in it?" I'm like, "Buy Microsoft or Google," because at some point they're going to buy or have a partnership with them. So um, the rich are going to get richer. The biggest companies are going to get bigger. But I am excited about this iteration that Google has for. Um, the AI product, and I like the name better. Gemini is a little bit smoother than ChatGPT. The, the, the Winklevoss twins are uh, coming into the chat. They're saying, "What? Hey, what Gemini?" <laughs> well timed. <laughs> well timed. Yeah, now, now the rollout, the rollout, the video. They said that was a that wasn't the actual product. That was a bit messy, but we forgive Google for that. We can forgive them. Like Sometimes you got to swerve into somebody else's lane and take a little bit of you know cachet. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mixed yeah. it up. That GTA rollout, they probably felt pressure. You know, that's all right. I had to throw some out real quick. <laughs> Flush it out. Grand Theft Auto. The number one viewed trailer of all time. Shout out to really uh, of all time. What Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, six. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to LeBron too and the Lakers for um winning the in season tournament. You have to get that in there. Season tournament, yeah. Nah, shout out. I mean, you can't compete with that, right? First to ever do it. MVP. That's a fact. Another another legendary. This is what, 21st year? 21st year. That's crazy, bro. Pretty ridiculous. That's Pretty crazy. Ridiculous. 700 million is ridiculous too. We'll probably talk about that later. 700 is crazy. Kevin Hundo. Yes. He passed, he passed LeBron's career earnings in one day. 2024, no back ends. We need all our money up front. <laughs> Yo, no net. I don't talk about no splits, no net 30. That's uh, over with net now. Somebody print Send that up net right now. now. Yes, seven hundo. Oh, we're gonna tell the audience to never go. <laughs> I'm sending many, many emails as y'all want to. Net now, please. Respectfully. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about crypto. XL, XLM, Stellar Loomis. Um. So can you talk about why you like XLM and uh, the possibilities of events after Bitcoin having? Um, this is a question that got asked me on Twitter, and I think it's a great question. Um, I'm going to keep hanging my hat on, as I have been, Bitcoin, um, XRP, and Ethereum. XLM, I think, is cool, but after the halving, um, I think the price is going to shoot up, of course, but the ETF is going to be the catalyst that matters most. So... Would there be an ancillary effect where other coins get dragged up as a result? Yes, we've seen that the past two or three months. But after the halving event, plus when the ETF gets passed, that's when I think Bitcoin is really going to take a rise. I'm really interested to see if they can hit like 66,000 by August or September. If so, they'll be at a good pace to break 100,000 by 2025. And if so, um, I think it will be off to the races from there. That's a really key resistance point if they'll be able to break through that and stay above that. But um, XLM, I don't have in my top eight right now. I'm really just focused on Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum. But after the halving event, a Bitcoin should rise a ton. I'm not yeah. the most aforementioned Bitcoin expert. I did call to go to 16,000. I mean, excuse me, 20,000. Double since then. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. We need to stop having conjecture about takes and how things are said. Just did you apply? Did you win? Conjecture. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. Stellar, it's crazy because Stellar was one of those coins that we had in 2017. I remember, uh, I think he was, he was, what country? You might have been in Singapore when I called you, like, yo, we got to get home. You got to get home. There's this thing I got to tell you about. And um, everybody had been talking about Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. I'm like, no, nah, there's this other, these are these other coins that we got to look into. And uh, Stella was one of them. So we still have some lumens from 2017. Uh, but it's a critical time. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, new projects being put into this place. And so Stella right now is going through probably the most significant upgrade in the history yeah. of, it, of its coin. You know, they're, they're moving from a, a new protocol, which is going to allow it to have functionality in terms of, uh, making smart contracts, which it wasn't able to do before. Um, and so there's a lot going into that. And if it doesn't work, it's a lot riding on the project. If it doesn't work, forget top eight. We're, we're talking about something that, <laughs> that, I mean, won't be mentioned, right? Like there was plenty of it's news. Going on yeah, I mean, IBM was backing it and then now you don't hear any more news about that. So it's a critical time for Stellar. Um, I'm just holding. I'm just holding. Uh, like I said, since 2017, we've had it. 
Uh, if it works, I've seen price predictions going up to 30 cent, which is, I think, a 100% increase from where it's at now. Uh, so if people are investing in it or if they have it, hold it. Um, it's a critical time. Over the next six to eight weeks, we're going to see how this protocol gets rolled out. Uh, and if they have the ability to make smart contracts, I know there's some NFT innovation that they wanted in the project as well from everything I read in the white paper. So we'll see. We'll see. If it gets if to 20, IBM is backing it. Yeah, we, I haven't heard news about that in a while. So we'll see. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.